Welcome to The Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we try to find something fun to talk about in the news, like seeking a silver lining of a needle in a haystack in the fiery pits of hell. My name's Andrew Hillary, and I'm here alongside my longtime friend, most times co-host, Dee Dee Rose. Deanna, what's up? I mean, between the hours of 4 a.m. and 7 a.m., I was wide awake sending you news stories. So uh, nothing good is up. You sent me a news story at like 4.03 a.m. And I responded. You were like, why were you? Why are you awake? <laughs> I was like, first of all, <laughs> under what circumstances would I be comfortably sleeping? Uh, second of all, we're both awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I don't sleep. I don't eat and I don't sleep. It's. Diana told me. All right, hold on. Let me introduce our guest. Uh, <laughs> returning to the show, friend of the show. You may know her uh, from seeing her around. She just got back from tour. Uh, please welcome Bria Badu to the podcast once again. Hello, Bria. Yay, it's me. Yay, Yay. this is me. This is me doing a laugh track for myself, like applause. Like, Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. It's we good did to the, have you back. We did the wave, but the listeners can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you ever hear a wave? Shh. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, yes, but it was not a wave. <laughs> was it your butt? No further hey, questions. Hey, hey. <laughs> we talked about tummy problems before the podcast. We don't need to rehash old shit. Uh, Literally. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you flushed. I flushed a few times. Look, it, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, Bria, you just got back <laughs> from tour. How was tour? Uh, tour was great. I was in the Carolinas and uh, I was I had a good time. I will say that I uh, I did Molly for the first time. That was cool. Ooh, we like drugs. I've never done Molly. <laughs> But I don't think you should do it. Um. <laughs> yeah, every, every time I've ever done Molly, like the first thing that happens to me is I puke. I didn't puke, but I could understand how somebody could feel that way. Cause I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm pretty high and uh, I don't know how to get unhigh. And so I was at this bar and luckily it was like about to close. So there were not a lot of people in there and they had these finals so they played the pretty odd Panic at the Disco vinyl while I drank fucking soda water and tried to get unhigh huh. and climb back down from the moon. It was it was good, but also very terrible. All I know about Molly is I've been to a few like uh, parties where m many people there were on Molly and they were all really fucking sweaty. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I that has never happened to me because but I'm not a very sweaty person. I feel like you don't. Well, I was going to say you don't eat enough to sweat, but sweat's mostly water and you always have like three to five drinks. So, yeah. I don't know. Is sweat mostly water? Is squirt pee? Look, we're here to ask important you know what, questions. Though, I cry a lot. And so <laughs> I just sweat through your eyes. Yeah. Like, I don't think that my, I don't have the liquid content to sweat. So I just cry. Can we switch? Cause I am very sweaty. Like I'm sweaty year round and I sweat on my nose first. You know what? I th I think I stop and think sometimes the like the th the three things I have going for me <laughs> are that I don't have to draw draw on my eyebrows, my butt's not flat, and I don't really sweat. So I I can't really <laughs> I, I can't trade that I can't trade any of that away. Plus, if if <laughs> if you weren't crying all the time anymore, how, what would you text me about four times a day? <laughs> <laughs> Who the 
fuck else is texting you? Nobody. <laughs> this is a safe space, I thought. <laughs> it is. It is. Please keep texting me. <laughs> What he's saying is that if I was less sad, he would be more sad. That's yeah. that's what that meant. I would, uh, you know, it's like uh, trying to operate a compass without the th- the North Star. That's not how compasses work. Anyways, uh, do you- <laughs> okay, Boy Scout. It is how sundials work, though. It is. No, it also isn't. <laughs> is it how moss on the correct side of the tree works? I don't know if that's a real thing. I feel like that's an urban legend. I don't. I'm oh not wow! Sure. Yeah. I don't know how much how much urban moss there is. It might be a, <laughs> a, it might rural, be a, a rural legend, a forestry legend. <laughs> <laughs> urban moss feels like something we probably shouldn't talk about during Black History Month. <laughs> I'm going to sit my ass down and listen to that advice. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> call it call it <laughs> i'm gonna start working on my notes app apology right now um okay so we've got a lot of news to talk about bria again thank you for joining us uh before we get to the news i want to just take a quick moment and uh talk about talk about our sponsors now this is a listener funded show uh, incredibly dozens almost three dozen people every single month give us a couple bucks to keep this fucking thing going and they do that by going to patreon.com slash worst week yet now over there we don't talk so much about the news as we do about you know movies tv shows just kind of shooting the shit uh last week we were supposed to podcast about the movie the menu and then just ended up like kind of having a meeting and trying to figure out how to use chat gpt it was a shit show but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> if, if your favorite part of this podcast is the part where we're kind of having a mental breakdown <laughs> and and your least favorite part is the news, then you should subscribe to the Patreon because that is all mental breakdown and no news. It's big time, big time Menti Bees over at Worst Week at Big Patreon. breakdown energy. <laughs> I love a little trauma bond. I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and the best part is, or I don't know if this is the best part or just a part, but let's call it the best. If you sign up giving $10 a month as an official sponsor, a pizza, the hut level patron. Yeah. The low, low price of one gallon of gas in 2027. <laughs> it's like a half dozen <laughs> eggs. Um, you get for $10 a month, you get access, uh, in addition to all the bonus episodes, you get a personalized thank you, a shout out, a name drop. And so we're just going to go ahead and say big ups. Thank you again to wow. Chauncey Yonder, Zap Actions Downer, Andrea Humphrey, the man in the West, Nancy Andrews, Do- Josh Troopin, Nick Adams, parentheses, Alpha Male, AJ from Baltimore, Index, Dragula 206, Brienne, and CIA Brainbugs. Thank you again so much. Patreon.com slash worst week yet. I kind of what a diverse group of people. I kind of fell apart there in the middle a little bit. <laughs> but I kept it going. I, kept I think it you going. fell apart way before the middle. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it. It made yeah. me feel like I was at medieval times. You know, when they like have that guy and he's got that long ass list of people and he's never going to get through it without taking a deep ass breath. He's he's dying up there, but he's got the spirit. I've never been to a medieval times. Damn, unprivileged. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Here's the thing. If you put a fucking turkey leg in my hand, I'm going to try and suck all the meat off and leave a clean bone. And I feel like I will die doing that. See, and I was just about to say, oh, we could go to a medieval times. That would be fun. (laughs) And then you started talking about what you would do with the turkey leg. And now I don't want to go anywhere with you. (laughs) Well, to make you feel better, you don't get a turkey leg. You get a half a chicken. Oh, okay. I definitely don't want to see what he would do with a half a chicken, a chicken carcass. No, no, ma'am. No, no, folks. No, sirs. Nope. I could see you sticking it all in your mouth and then pulling out just the bones like fucking Scooby-Doo. I want to try that with a fish. I think if you cook a fish the right way, you can pull all the meat off of the bones like relatively easily. I'm not 100%. I don't know how fish work. In addition to not knowing about moss, I don't know about fish. Is there anything I do know about? No. Wrong, Dina. You know how to suck the meat off of a carcass. (laughs) (laughs) Put that on my tombstone. I feel like one of these weeks we should just make a a, a look along a look along guide so you can see my facial expressions just at certain moments. I really feel like everyone needs to know. You know what's a I bummer? Think I agree. <laughs> the news. I was going to say life, but you're right. The news. Uh, So, you know, we should get into talking about the news. We got a lot to cover this week. And by a lot, I mean, as much as we'll take up a single page of notes. I want to begin. We're going to start off. uh, We're going international. That's right. News imitates life. News. (laughs) That's literally that. Yes. (laughs) Whenever something happens in life. The news is like, oh, let's let's try and give our best imitation of what what went. Like, it's about what transpired. Yeah, you know, art art imitates life. No, art critiques life. The news imitates life. <laughs> and podcasts are when you have no life. Uh, <laughs> Damn, podcaster, <laughs> podcasters wish imitate people with lives. I went to a roast battle on on Saturday, uh, Friday, and I got cut. I got eliminated in the first round. It was brutal, but it was very close. It was good. It was a good fucking matchup. Um, but then I was like talking to other people who t- were telling me the jokes that they wrote for me, and this one girl, Abby, was like, "I wrote this joke about how you have, uh, you look like you're the type of person that listens to shoegaze," and I was like, "Dude." It's so much more embarrassing. I don't even listen to music. I just listen to podcasts all the time. (laughs) Oh, no. Do you have any idea how much less embarrassing I would be if I listened to shoegaze? (laughs) Yeah, like Kennedy and I are both less embarrassing than you, and we both listen to shoegaze. So that, that checks. I don't know what shoegaze is. Well, I'll tell you when you're I, know, I was going to say, what is that? I'll tell you at medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's like boring music. I think it's called, sh- and this is, I may be wrong, but I will not change my opinion. I believe that it is uh, music that is so boring that while you're lo- listening to it, you like can't even make eye contact. So you just like look at your own feet like, man, what the fuck am I doing standing here no, listening to this bullshit? It's not, it's not that it's boring. It has more to do with like uh, certain like, uh, distortion pedals and like uh, like production effects uh, like it's a little bit like spacey so like you're right about the part about like literally looking at your shoes instead of making eye contact but it doesn't have to do with like the boringness of the music it more has to do with the ennui of the listener this ennui? is honestly that description I can understand why one would want to not be alive uh, that sounds <laughs> terrible 
I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, it's a witch. It's 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 a real witch came first. Like, do I like shoegaze because I don't want to be alive, or do I not want to be alive because I like shoegaze? Like, I chicken egg situation right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. The worst part of speaking of roast and roast chickens, uh, the worst, I don't know. <laughs> the worst part of, of the roast situation is that I was trying to help Andrew like write, write some things for the roast. Think about some things for the roast. And, and one of his roast jokes, he was going to roast the other person for matching with him on Tinder. That's very embarrassing. They should have like- just let you roast yourself. You would have won. <laughs> Wait, okay, can I get the, I need, please, and now I have to hear it, like, what? Well, her, she, like, we all submitted, like, little, like, five facts about ourselves for, like, whatever, and she had a, one of the things she included was that she got chlamydia from the same guy twice, which is wild, and I was like... (laughs) this. She likes to say that her most embarrassing dating story is getting chlamydia from the same guy twice uh but that's the story she doesn't want you to know is that she went out on a date with me <laughs> like so i don't know oh. I didn't really have it. look uh it wasn't a Sick good burn. date. it wasn't For a good everybody. date and it was it was mostly me some it's one fine. person got burned twice <laughs> it was her by the same day yeah i was gonna say you dodged a bullet because let's just i mean I, i'm pretty sure she's a great lady but uh if you get chlamydia twice from the same person uh you dodge a bullet, Drew. I th- like I you, thought, I thought chlamydia was like lightning. <laughs> so Never. she got it, got the antibiotics secured, and then she was like, "Let's go again." Like I love this ride. But also, why didn't he? You know what? Medical access, healthcare for all. He couldn't get his chlamydia cured, and because of that, she had to get it twice. And uh, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't think Pennsylvania men have a great. Uh, track record with uh, sex and dating because I know somebody and she dated a guy and uh, he had herpes but he forgot. Oh, that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I haven't had sex in like a year and the last person I was with is the one that gave it to me and I forgot until we had sex that I had herpes. And I was like, Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, as someone who I I have cold sores, I get cold sores. So that's like oral herpes. Even uh, even though I only get them like once a year, I literally never forget that I can always get get an outbreak. So like, no, 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 no. That is the biggest fucking lie I've ever heard. Uh, is that your nine eleven? No, no. My nine eleven was uh, the band three eleven. <laughs> Where were you when Amber was the color of your energy? All right. We have to talk about the fucking news. (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to make it clear uh, for for all the listeners, you know, we are a pretty sex positive podcast here. And, you know, I don't want to come off like I'm making light of somebody getting an STI. Like it it happens. Like there's no shame in it. It's just specifically for a roast battle. uh, You want it's like doing a caricature drawing. You're supposed to say the mean things that are in a funny way. So just so I'll so see the things knows. that you don't want to say. This is not my <laughs> podcast. I will go out on the limb and be like, look, we as adults, maybe the first time you get chlamydia, possibly the second time you use a condom. I just maybe. Just maybe. I just, you know, I just I know a lot of people listen to us uh might might expect better from me, but yeah, I don't I'll be the villain. I'll do it. I eat Taco Bell and I fart in men's beds with no underwear on. I'm a bad guy. Like I'll say it. <laughs> like, 
swiping right on you. All right. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> Wait, is right? I've never had a Tinder. Um, is right the yes direction or the? It's the yes direction. Oh, okay. it's the yes direction. I have I have tweeted out. Need me a girl who will fart on the first date. Before it's you know here's the thing breaking <laughs> breaking wind breaks it's the ultimate icebreaker. Um, Ice melter. Not the way I do it. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm melting fibers in your sheets the way I do it. Do you better hope it's 800 thread count because 500 threads just melted? (laughs) I literally have a joke like that in my set where I say that. (laughs) Oh, my God. A second fart has just hit the Twin Towers. All right. We need to talk about the fucking news. (laughs) I hate the news, though. I just want to make jokes with my friends from the Internet. (laughs) <laughs> oh god damn it let's just fucking i'm just gonna i'm just gonna derail this train this week <laughs> oh no <laughs> too soon <laughs> don't buddha judge us <laughs> only god can buddha judge me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Patreon.com slash worst we get. This week, <laughs> Joe Biden headed on over across the pond to visit his old pals in Ukraine. Uh, Joe Biden, he took an unannounced trip to Ukraine and he, uh, I guess, rode the train there from Poland. You know, Joe Biden, big trains guy, big trains. Not when it counts. He doesn't like trains whenever they can harm people. He just likes riding them and look, looking at them and talking about Running them. Uh, that's Hunter. Um <laughs> But uh, he did. He gave a little speech hanging out with Zelensky. And he was like, hey, just so you know, United States, we've got your back. We will support Ukraine no matter how long it takes. And then he committed to sending another half a billion dollars in military aid, bringing it to our total to over one hundred billion dollars that we've sent Ukraine. You know, I think it's I think it's a big investment we've made. That's fine. We've talked about it before, Um, although this week. There was a, a bit of a, an update here where um, China, uh, Xi Jinping, met with Putin. Or I think it was, maybe it was uh, one of the like high-level diplomats in China met with Putin. Uh, where they basically like... Somebody met with Putin. Somebody met with Putin. Is it the one that they call Winnie the Pooh? I think it was him. We can't say that. No. <laughs> uh, I think it was him. I think it was him. So they, they met with Putin and they like... China and Russia like drew up a peace plan that would like split Ukraine up and like be like, okay, we could, we could, you know, this could be a possible peaceful outcome. And, uh, the United States started losing their shit because, you know, they don't want China and Russia teaming up and the UN ambassador to the United or the U S ambassador to the UN, uh, told China that if they send Russia weapons, that this will be a red line that they're crossing. (laughs) It's like not, my, not a red line. We've been no, sending, no. we've been sending weapons to this war for a year. And we told China, like, look, if you send weapons, you can't do that. That's what we do. Dude. Like, well, here's the thing. If China sends weapons to Russia, that increases Russia's chances of winning. And because as we know, as we as as told on this on this here podcast, uh, the 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 American government is not doing this out of the the goodness and generosity of their hearts. It's a lend-lease agreement. So once again, if Russia wins this war, then everything that we stand to financially gain from having lent 
and leased these weapons to Ukraine will be lost. And so that is why they give a fuck. I think there's multiple aspects. I definitely think that part of it is like we have to defeat Russia because Joe Biden was, uh, you know, most of his life was spent during the Cold War and shit. I, I don't know. And plus, like the entire military industrial complex doesn't really make sense unless there's some war going on that we are, you know, whenever we send military aid, what we're really doing is paying off fucking Halliburton to send shit over there. Like, right. It's it's a big clusterfuck, but uh, I do th- I just think it's funny that we're like, hey, hey, hey! I know we've been sending all these fucking guns and bombs, but nobody else can. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know. But there's also uh, in Germany this week, like ten thousand people went to like were out in the streets protesting their government considering sending weapons uh, to to participate in the war. Yeah, I, I feel like ten thousand Americans probably tweeted. About it. I feel like I tweeted 10,000 times, uh, but <laughs> not not a, not many of them were about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Uh, I yeah, will say at that- At least one of them was really gross. <laughs> at least one? Mm-hmm. I'd say the top 99% of the 99%. Anyways, we don't have time for statistical analysis of my gross tweets. Uh, I do want to just say, though, that like the United States giving China a declared red line and telling them not to cross it, like, these motherfuckers really... It's like World War Three. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking about World War Three this week, and here's my thing. I almost tweeted... I haven't seen the first two world wars. Do I need to watch them before world war three? But then I couldn't figure out how to word it right. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of a hack joke anyways. Uh, but then I said it on my podcast just now. So here we are. I feel like, I don't know, like America's always got this shit. That they want to say like, don't do this, don't do this, but it's always at the wrong time. Like and it's always the wrong thing. Me personally, after seeing that video, I don't know if you saw it where like China, like Putin and like the guy from China, like, made these really shitty looking like blini pancake things. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> and it made, like, I, it physically made me angry. <laughs> like, I love to cook and, I mean, I'm going to eat pancakes literally after this. And I saw that shit and I was like, fucking pull up the clock and bring us closer to midnight because nobody should ever live after this. Here's Fuck the thing. If the United this. States wants to end the war, just send some Bisquick over there. It d- Russia will be like, well, hey, hey, we hey, let's up. not we fucked let's up. not endorse shitty pancakes. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm anti-shitty pancakes. Bisquick would be worlds better than whatever the fuck they were doing over there. I don't know what the fuck that thin little runny burnt <laughs> shit was. There was no oil in the pan. There was no butter. There was no Pam. Also, pancakes are like one of the easiest things possible to cook. And like seeing two world leaders fuck up a pancake, it's you can't, you can't. That's like Joe Biden falling off his bike. Like you can't be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Joe Biden could make a good pancake, though. I feel he definitely could. I'll give him that. I'll he give probably him that. Could. He's like, who wants Pap Pap's pancakes? Yeah. Oh boy. He's cooked for his fair share of women like in the morning. I'm pretty sure he's got breakfast down pat. Two things I two things I saw on the internet this week that I loved. Uh a sex worker that I followed uh posted a screenshot from her Instagram that was Joe Biden liking one of her like lingerie <laughs> posts like she posted it and she was like did he i think that he forgot again like i think he forgot again that he's the president like it was <laughs> wait was it meredith 
now I can't remember who it was. Okay, because I have a friend who also posted <laughs> Joe this, uh, like a very similar thing. Joe Biden's out here liking titties and ass, but you know what? That's why he's my president. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Obama ran so that Joe Biden could like titties on the internet. I don't know. Uh, my Obama other- is the adopted black daddy of Joe Biden, and he's given him permission to run amok with his hot top fade or whatever it is he's doing these days. <laughs> my, my other like Joe Biden moment this week with this this visit this visit to Ukraine or to where where the fuck did he go? He went over Ukraine there. And Poland. Yeah. Oh yeah, Poland. Um. <laughs> It, it was on Ash Wednesday and I saw all these like crap conservative like people being like Joe Biden is too frail to be the president. He like he what is this curious bruise on Joe Biden's forehead? Like I, I saw multiple things about it. Like it was his ashes from Ash Wednesday. Like I know it. Have you heard of the Catholics? <laughs> Have you? Yeah. What? <laughs> Unreal, unmatched, idiots abound. Yep, you know, uh, conservatives undefeated at uh, being losers. So let's move on. So while Joe Biden, uh, president of the United States, was walking around Eastern Europe, you know, talking about potentially starting World War III, another, I guess you would say, former or possibly future president was uh, making his way over to a little town called East Palestine, Ohio. Yes, that's right. The first, the first current or former or future president to visit the blown up town of East Palestine, Ohio, was Donald fucking Trump. The Middle and- East of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker rolled into town with pallets and pallets of Trump branded water. He talked shit on Joe Biden. Talked shit on the Democrats. He went to a fucking McDonald's. And he, first of all, he had jokes. He walked in. He's like, what's the special today? And they're like, what? What? And he's like, uh, I'm just kidding. I know the menu better than probably anybody here, which Donald, if you want a real, who knows the McDonald's menu challenger, I'm available. But that's besides the point. <laughs> no, you, cause you would just glitch and say McRibs like uh, repeatedly for three minutes straight. It's not a glitch. It's a fucking feature. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think this goes back to my, is it a symptom or is it a personality trait thing? And you know what? We could argue all day. Personality trait, personality disorder. Everything's fine. Uh, so yes, Donald Trump, he went there and like, here's the thing on f- with like any logical analysis this is ridiculous like he went there he handed out bottles of his own branded water like that's so crass uh also like he was not entirely but some partially responsible for you know the further deregulation of the rail industry all of that stuff is not meaningless that's like that's good points but like the reality of the situation is he was fucking there helping people or like uh, uh, showing images of him helping the the fucking uh, most voters 
aren't going to like really look into when certain regulations pass. But if they see a picture of Donald Trump buying a firefighter, a Big Mac, that's it. That's all that fucking matters. That's the only thing that's going to stick out in their head. And like for Joe Biden to be fucking doing a like World War Three baiting trip to Europe while Donald Trump is on the ground talking to people. It's just it is so fucking ridiculous that the Democrats like make like let the Republicans make them look this bad. I, I'm I'm blown away like. The I don't know if that all it takes is some water that's about to be expired in a factory that, you know, from a failed business that you had to get rid of, because if not, you couldn't use it anymore. And then also some cold ass McDonald's. And that's all it takes. Our bar is very low because like, you're, you're not, wrong. I still remember him fucking like volleyball, fucking <laughs> spiking paper towels at Puerto Rican people. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it's stupid and embarrassing and like, it's not like objectively, it's not good, but most people just don't pay that much attention to politics. They, in, in a lot of, we talked last week that even though Republicans are responsible for quite a lot of this, the fact that Democrats were like trying to not even talk about it, that left the door open for these lie. like Republicans just fucking lie all the time. So like, oh, the Democrats don't care. And like, the the way to counter that is by showing up in like even if you can't fix the problem at least making an effort and the democrats are like no nah, let's just try and sweep this under the rug and that just left the door open for these fucking reactionary fascist fascist pieces of shit and fucking donald trump being there before even pete Buttigieg went there like pete went like two days later and he put on like a hard hat and a safety vest and was like walking around like wow look at this and it's like nah dude you missed your shot you missed your, you tr you let trump get here first you fucked up i don't know it made me very get beta work out there fucking I mean, that castle and shit like it on the counter. A, i mean to be, fair, <laughs> to be fair i mean joe biden and pete Buttigieg both have jobs right now and Donald Trump does not. Donald Trump, you know, just like all the apparently unemployed protesters, how could we be out in the streets in the middle of the day on a weekday? Must not have jobs. That's it. Donnie T, jobless motherfucker. Of course he could go there and help. He's doing anything to stay out of prison. Right. So. He's, just trying to, <laughs> he's just trying to keep himself busy. He's like, maybe I'll get the community service hours before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, can I front load the community service hours? This is time served. A billion <laughs> served like McDonald's. Uh, I wrote I wrote off the bottled water on my taxes, but uh, that's a uh, you know it's a restitution. That's restitution payment. I'm a hero. Donald Trump's like. Good. <laughs> um, also, I've never. Don't think I've ever tried impersonating Donald Trump's voice in any way before right this minute. It wasn't I, bad. It wasn't bad. And I'm sorry <laughs> that it was so bad, but I'm also hype on like how not that bad it was. <laughs> it was not bad. I liked it. It was great. I thought I was in the room with the Don himself. All I'm missing is like some stale ass fries and a McChicken. And then I feel like I'm with the president, Donald Trump. <laughs> You know, See, call I, me Mickey D's. I've always said I can't really do an impersonation of Donald Trump's voice, but like if you look at my wildly reckless financial decisions, I'm doing a pretty goddamn good Donald Trump impersonation in other ways. So yeah, at least if I thought you were gonna say your body. <laughs> wow. Bria? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know what? You know what? Don't talk about myself tanner from 05 like that, okay? 
that was that was mean. All right. I just did, I didn't look. We've done, there's been a lot of self deprecation here. I was trying to jump in front of the train. Uh, <laughs> you were trying to do your community service in advance. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, uh, two let's... bottles of water just show up. <laughs> Didn't mean to derail you, my bad. No, no. you. <laughs> I'm going to fucking have the EPA investigate you, just so you know. Uh, yeah, well, she already admitted to releasing noxious gases, so. <laughs> Come and get me. I... Let's move on. So this week, uh, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram follow, announced that they will be following in Twitter's footsteps. Uh, the head company Meta said that th they will start offering blue check marks for a subscription fee of $12 a month. Now, I don't want to be verified. I want to be left alone. I don't want anyone to know that I still use Facebook. <laughs> like, come on, Mark. I just yelled at you for saying my last name and made you restart <laughs> the recording. Like, do not <laughs> Verify me, okay? <laughs> I will say at least this verification process, like you have to like, before, to get the blue check, you have to like submit a picture of your ID with your matching name. So like, while I don't think that it's a good idea for, at least it's actually doing something. Like the Twitters, you're literally not verified at all. You're just getting a blue check. Like, uh, and then, yeah, I, I just think it's like, it's kind of shitty for these like companies that have made hundreds of billions of dollars off of using like our information that and have never, I've never given Facebook a dime. Like they've obviously made plenty of money just by me using it all of a sudden being like, well, what if we charged you though? Like get the fuck out of here, dude. Like that's like being in a marriage and they're like, yeah, baby, I love when you fuck me and some other dude, let's do it all the time. And then all of a sudden we get married and you're like, actually, I just want to have sex with you alone. That's not what I signed up for. Get that other guy in here right is now. It, I just like want to say, I just want to exactly say like that that went of a very different way than I thought. But like, I I agree. That is not what I signed up for. I thought I was gonna have free free interactions with with the entities of my choosing, and now. Now you're taking it off the table. Now what is you're that? closing off the interactions. Now you're then now you're charging for interactions. Uh, Facebook should be put in jail because I've been in a relationship with them since I was 13 years old. Well, that's yeah. a violation of the terms of service, and now right I'm there, Bria. 30 exactly right <laughs> against terms of service, and now I'm 30 years old, an adult woman, and you want to charge me now? Let's do terms oh. of service discourse. No, let's not. Uh, fuck, <laughs> fuck the internet. Speaking of giant tech companies that can't quit fucking things up, uh, you know, Meta, they're following in Twitter's footsteps, but Elon, he's just a step ahead. He's fucking things up left and right. This week, uh, <laughs> Twitter employees uh, went to log into their Slack account. Slack is like the internal, or it's a program that people use to like talk like company internal dialogue it's, in it's encrypted chat okay it's okay, encrypted chat wow jesus fucking christ it's encrypted chat it's like signal but for the workplace so they went to log in they went to log into their slacks and they got a message that they were locked out now elon quickly upon realizing this he sent everybody a message that was like hey uh slack is down for uh routine maintenance just so everybody knows um which is something that if you go to Slack's website, they report if there's an outage or if it's down for maintenance, which it wasn't. 
So people figured out, oh, this motherfucker just didn't pay the bill. (laughs) Again, this is now like the fifth company that Twitter or client of Twitter's or company that Twitter is a Twitter. Twitter. (laughs) What's going on? What's happening? This is the fifth time that Twitter has like not paid a bill and gotten some kind of results from it. But this is like, this is how the entire company like talks to each other. They send each other code through these things and like it, it ground the business to a halt. Uh, like Elon's idea of cutting costs is like, what if we just stopped paying our bills? You know, like maybe we just don't pay them anymore. We could save money. Sounds real ghetto to me is all I'm saying. Sounds like some, some hood shit. Sounds like a single father not doing what he needs to do. Sounds like he needs to get his shit together. Sounds like he filed for, he wanted full custody because he was trying to hurt his baby's mom's feelings. And then he got it and doesn't know what to do with the kids. That is a very apt metaphor. Yep. They're um, now eating ramen noodles. Damn. And I will say... Um, Boiling e- water in the microwave. <laughs> That's how I cook my hot dogs. So... <laughs> <laughs> we broke Bria. <laughs> I will say, um, I don't... Th- I don't think that this is an effective strategy like, oh, to to save money, stop paying your bills. I don't think it's an effective strategy. And I can actually say that uh, from experience because I have tried this before and it it works in the short term. Um, but it does catch up with you. So good good luck, Eli. Although I think whenever you're... No, don't say that. <laughs> I think whenever you're that rich, there is no such thing as it catches up with you in the long term. By good luck, Elon, he meant bad luck, bitch boy. Yeah. See, I can't, I, I would never say it, but I was thinking it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm really happy because like maybe you would have found that story on your own, but that was one of the news stories that I sent you in like 447 in the morning. <laughs> Yay, I contributed. Yeah, great job, Deanna. Great <laughs> job. I've done more for this podcast than Elon Musk has done for Twitter. <laughs> That's true because this podcast still makes money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> Wow. Do you have a machine? <laughs> You're goddamn right I do. Yeah. That's where the sad trombone sound comes from. <laughs> oh shit. If you want to sad <laughs> if you want to sad trombone someone, uh Bria, just just yell green button. Yeah. Ooh. And be careful if you make a corny joke, you might get green button yourself. Ooh. Okay. Let's move on. This week uh, Ron DeSantis, Meatball Ron, he was doing a little bit of a tour. He's trying to boost his national profile. So he went to like New York and Chicago. He's basically, he was going to like big cities in blue states and talking about how, you know, these these Democrat controlled cities are crime infested wastelands. So just a, uh, in an effort of transparency. I wanted to talk about a story uh, that happened uh, the very next day after giving a speech in New York City. A man was shot, uh, excuse me, a man shot and killed a TV reporter who was on location covering the story of a fatal shooting. Like, there was a shooting, the news showed up to talk about it. This guy came back and shot the reporter and then went into the house right near like next door or whatever and he killed a nine-year-old child and shot the kid's mom um and this happened in florida so ron i don't know if you need to go to new york to find these crime this this crime wastelands my man get your house in order 
Uh, this is, you know, I don't want to make light of this obviously terrible story, but like the fact that he's going to other states and being like, ah, you guys are just letting crime run wild. And then this happened in your state. Like, go home. Uh, also, speaking of just just to, you know, we love a derailment here. Uh, <laughs> I really hate this. I really hate this derailment. Uh, this is not old mothball Ron's dusty ass fault. But uh, personally, but, you know, the 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 fact that things like this can continue is certainly attributed to people like Ron. But today is the 11 year uh, anniversary of George Zimmerman murdering Trayvon Martin, which, you know, also happened in the the fine state of Florida, America's rotting yeast infection. So, uh, you know, thoughts about I thoughts about all Florida. of it. Yeah. It's a it's a dangerous place to be. I feel like there was like more than one nightclub shooting at a queer nightclub in Florida. Like, it's so I feel like he was just like, well, this place is a dumpster fire, and we all know it. So it's not shit I can do about Florida, but the least I can do is. Save New York? I don't fucking know. Like, this yeah, makes like, no sense. These, these fucking idiots, they always talk about, like, Chicago's crime rate when, like, per capita, it's, like, much lower than most rural areas in the entire country. Like, it's just a fucking big city. When you have a lot of people together, the total number of crimes might be higher, but that doesn't mean the rate is higher, like, at all. It More crime happens in, like, fucking small towns where a bunch of hicks hate each other and shit. Like, it's, it all just happens in fucking Florida. Like it's always Florida. Mm-hmm. The the thing about uh, about people like Ron DeSantis and the narratives that they push is that they utilize a, like a distortion of existing statistics. Like they rip statistics out of context and uh, manipulate them to tell a very specific story. But because there is something factual inside of the lie that they're telling, uh, it, it becomes a lot harder than, uh, it becomes a lot harder to f- work against that than an actual out and out lie. Yeah. Although they do that shit too. And you know, they're fine with that. But, but like it's, it's, it's that kind of statistical manipulation, like about urban crime rates, like, uh, about intra-racial crime. Like, it, it, they just manipulate all of that shit to tell a very specific, uh, racially coded racist story. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, fuck Ron DeSantis. And, and hey, Deanna, while we're on the s- subject of <laughs> ridiculous, uh, cherry-picked bullshit <laughs> narrative lies... I want to talk just for a moment about uh, what the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> no, me? no, no, not your whatever I just said. Uh, just them in general. Um, I want to talk for a brief moment about a video that I saw that was posted by the, the wife of Alex Jones this week. <laughs> this was uh. this was insane. Like. <laughs> 
Okay, so I see a picture of Alex Jones, or it's a video, and I didn't listen to it at first because, like, I I don't know what the <laughs> fuck this motherfucker has to say, but I probably don't want to hear it. But in the video, he's holding this cat. And I knew ca- it. The cat is clearly not having a good fucking time. He's holding it wrong. He's like, you know, the cat keeps trying to, like, we- wiggle out, and he keeps just, like, tightening his grip. It's fucked up. So then I, I just like, okay, I'm going to look at this. I'm going to listen to this video. I'm going to hear what this motherfucker is saying. So, uh, basically Alex Jones is in some bankruptcy proceedings after he got hit with the $1.5 billion settlement from the Sandy hook case. Uh, he declared bankruptcy and like, there are records that he like his bank account shows. He spends like a hundred thousand dollars a month. Like he's not fucking bankrupt. And like, he's definitely hiding at least some of his money, but there's, he, they found that he has at least $10 million in like verifiable assets. So, so in this court proceeding, they were like going through and like itemizing all the things that they know for a fact he has. And one of the things was a, his cat, which is like a $2,000 like f- designer breed of cat or whatever. So, through this was apparently, and he even says a three hour meeting, and they spent like he says five minutes talking about the cat. I'm sure that's an over exaggeration that they probably just mentioned this cat, but it was the one thing that he could like latch on to the hardest and be like, So the video is just him being like, Oh, they want to take my cat and give it to the Sandy Hook kids. Like, <laughs> We love this cat. This is my cat. You can't give it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cat's in there just like, I will like- kill myself and everyone in this house if you let me go. I'm going to start acting. I'm going to start just distorting statistics. I'm going to start saying that, like, I'm going to start doing my own my own truth distortion. Like, Alex Jones says S- Sandy Hook kids get no pussy. Um, <laughs> objectionably true objectively true um <laughs> no definitely objectionably <laughs> it, can be both. it can be both <laughs> yeah so, uh, so uh all i want to say is free mushu i think that's the cat's name no um, no no his daughter named it it's no a, it's whatever. I I can't accept this. What kind of cat is it? National Treasure uh, 3 is about me stealing Alex Jones's cat. I need more information about Alex Jones's pussy, please. What they call of- it a ragdoll really cat. Big, it's like a big, it's a big fluffer. It's a, I thought you were going to say. It is, it is. It's like it's a big and a hairy. Big, like not a chunk fluffer. Like just like he's just a big guy. Yeah. He looks like he'll fuck you up. Like the oh, missing, yeah. like the missing link between like, <laughs> like like house cat, and like big cat, lion Actually, cat. Probably yeah. Yeah. Also, oh, uh, no. just just full disclosure, listener. Full disclosure, listeners. I am a uh, agent of Big Cat. Let's move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> green button. I don't even know what that meant. No, I'm not giving myself the green button because that was a. Uh, Green button, goddammit. That was, God damn sounds it. like a fetish call out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to oh, I got one. Up yours, woke moralists. This week, uh, the publisher which owns the rights to Roald Dowell's books 
announced uh, that they will be reprinting some of his famous works with slightly altered language to be more sensitive. Now, one change included uh, in the story was they are going to remove the word fat from the discussion of Augustus Gloop in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Instead of saying enormously fat, they're just going to say he's enormous. Um, (laughs) So this led to a counterculture or a cancel culture backlash like this was this was almost as bad as the M&Ms going woke like people were flipping the fuck out they're like oh you can't call a little kid fat anymore what kind of country is this and again this was a decision made by the publisher like this nobody made them do this they they just were like ah oh, we 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 want to offer something that's a little less uh little less hateful and people lost their fucking minds the fucking queen of england uh camilla i think is her name she weighed in and was like oh my word you can't say anything anymore or some shit like that to be fair she is not the queen of england she is the king's consort i don't know and what that she's there is They're so married. much there is so much shade in her being referred to as the king's consort like not the queen regent not the queen. He's the king. She is the king. Yeah, but there's consort. the whole drama that they okay. didn't want her to be the queen. Like well, there's the like whole the, fucking thing. The article yeah. I read referred to her as Queen Camilla, which I had uh, never. So this that, very that's generous. not on me. That's not on me. That's News no, it's not on life. you. That's on it's, whoever wrote this article. And listeners, we do not provide citations because most of the time we're getting things wrong. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I'm very angry right now with the information you've just given me. I'm pretty upset. Um, well, a lot of I'm, people were, Bria. And I, I'm one of those people. Like, I'm a big Roald Dahl fan. Like, I read all his books as a child. I I love Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And, like, fuck that. Some people are enormously fat, and that doesn't make it a bad thing. But all <laughs> this whole thing, the whole book was about these are badass kids. And here are descriptions of these badass kids. There yeah. were skinny kids that died, too. And okay. I personally feel like, you know, nobody asked for this. Augustus Gloop, he did not deserve to die because he was fat. He deserved no. to die because he was an obnoxious little shit. He was Ooh. an obnoxious, badass little kid who was told not to do something and fucked around and found out, which was the whole point of the whole show, the whole book of just like, if you fuck around, you're going to find out because I told you badass the first time, don't do that shit. And only one of you listened. So you lived. I feel like Bria and I both just revealed all our childhood trauma in once. I was like, right. <laughs> I was like, that kid deserved to die because he was annoying. Uh, uh, well, that's good- just how I feel about myself, to be clear. <laughs> the good news is uh, the woke moralists actually lost this one. And the publisher came out and was like, OK, OK, fine, fine, fine. We won't we'll, we'll release. We'll do a reprint of the books as they are originally told. And uh, alongside the the ones that are like uh, edited for sensitivity or whatever. So there are more um, problematic things going on in the Roald Dahl universe than Saying fat. There's just about to say that. That was just one example that I wrote down. There was a bunch of stuff that they were like slightly changing in the books. I'm I'm sure that the, some of that stuff would get, get addressed. Yeah, but some of it isn't even the wording. It's like the thing itself is the problem. Like like the, the, you can't reword it using like more PC language because the thing itself just doesn't align. But also like. Can we, like, stop, like, stop spending money to, like, redo shit? Like, I I would sooner 
see something um, left and talked about why that's not how we talk about things anymore. Like this, this, I get wanting it to go away. Like if you want it to go away, when you're screening authors, you're going to publish in the future. When you're, when editors are working on books that are about to come out, do that shit then with new authors that have new ideas, but don't go back and try to erase all the fucked up and problematic shit that was done. Because the fact that we are always trying to erase fucked up and problematic shit is why so many people refuse to acknowledge it. And while we keep running into new conversations of the same old shit, just like, are we having this conversation again? Yes, because there's a new generation of people who've been introduced to different information that was distorted. And so they have this view that's not really like a full 360 view. And I just like going back to the Raw Dahl thing, like this man wrote a book. It's called Esotrot. And the premise for it is a really fucked up premise. It's a children's book. It's this dude who lives in the building with this lady and he really wants to fuck her. And she's got a pet turtle. And he's like, I can help you make your turtle bigger. And so he just keeps breaking into her fucking apartment and replacing it with a bigger fucking turtle. Yeah, and there's no way you can <laughs> reword that to not be what it is. like. And it's to make her I'm, fall in love I'm with not, him. I'm not pro change. I, I don't care. We're like, not yelling at you. We're yelling no, at you. No, I'm not yelling at you. You're just the messenger. I'm not trying to kill I you. Did I did not just, touch like, that lady's turtle. <laughs> what? I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> we're just we're just yelling about the issue. We're not yelling at you. I don't yeah. know. That's not your opinion. It yeah. matters the situation. Like Here's you're thing, stupid, but you're not that stupid. I think that there I is like at least. <laughs> I think there is at least like some reasonable fucking like. This always gets taken to its extreme, but like, I think there's maybe some parents that are like, I kind of, this is like a cute children's story, but like some of the stuff in it is like a little, a little rough. Like I would, you know, it'd be nice to have something that was like a little bit more sensitive or whatever. And I don't think that's like this fucking, not that yins are doing this, but like Fox news was like, this is the end of the world. And it's like, it gets taken to this fucking extreme where it's like, like I understand when we're talking about like history books, but when we're talking about children's stories, like it just, it's not that big of a fucking deal that the queen needs to be weighing in. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. The King's Regent square. Consort. Okay. Consort. Uh, but I don't, uh, but again, as I said, the, uh, the anti PC crowd actually won this one. So it doesn't even matter. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the queen. Yeah. What's she? I met her once. Oh damn! Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what's shitty is that like uh, wanting to to retain the language as is because things need to be like given context and talked about uh, is very different than what the Republicans want to see happen, which is like they want to leave it in because they think that it's like okay, and they're like, "Oh, this hurt someone's feelings. Good, we like that. Yeah, we want to do that. Toughen up." But also, like the fact that I know this was just the one example, but the fact that they like took the word "fat," I just like took that descriptor out completely. Uh, it, it's not like. They could have replaced it with another descriptive. Like, if you want to talk about a description that's more kind, sure. But, like, fat is not a pejorative, except for in the way that, like, 
we sling it around. Like that is just someone can just be factually fat. Like that exists. Factually. Yeah, we can and we, like there doesn't need to be a stigma to this word to like, right, like make kids think that that's a bad thing. It's okay to be fat. It's fine if you're fat. Like if you are unhappy that you're fat and you want to make some changes to that, great. If you are happy that you're fat and you don't want to make any changes to that, great. If you're unhappy and don't want to make changes, great. Like, it shouldn't be a bad thing to just say that, like, someone is fat. Someone, like, someone is obese. Like, the, these are facts. Well, this is kind and of let's like... Make it a con- Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that, like, this is kind of like when people talk about how the problem with... uh like people are always mad about like woke capitalism or whatever. And like, that's kind of what this is. Like this is some liberal bullshit that like, Oh, you know, there might be parents that want this, but like, I bet we can, you know, if we come out with new additions to these books, we could sell more. The problem with woke capitalism isn't the woke part. It's the capitalism. Like these, at the end of the day, this fucking publisher was doing this to sell more books, not to make little kids feel better. Like, Oh, right. And like, and that's the same thing with like the more inclusive shit on commercials. Like they're not doing that because this, these fucking rich white old CEOs give a fuck. They're doing that because they're like, yeah, yeah. If we have like a mixed couple in the commercial, we'll sell more stuff and people will talk about it. Like it's, it's cynical. And the problem, again, the problem is the capitalism, not the woke. The, it's, it's like, oh, I don't know. Um, I, I, what were you going to say, Bri? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I agree. Like, I hate that people are always being used as like pawns in a game, but I feel like God forbid we use a book from the past to teach children. Like Roald Dahl books are essentially like fourth to sixth grade reading level. I'm going to say, I think it's safe to say like a child from like eight to like 12 can read a Roald Dahl book and understand it. And I feel like if I were a teacher and I was like reading Roald Dahl books to my kids or like we were reading that in class together, I would take this time to like talk about the language that was used. Like I grew up and I went to a private school for like a year and it was an all girls private school. And I was like one of four girls in the class that were black and two of them were biracial. And so we were reading their eyes were watching God. Damn. And I don't know if you read this book. Yes. There's a lot of, they say nigga like a million times in this book. And like with to be no clear, sense I have read that book, but not allowed. I have read <laughs> Thank that, you. I have read that book, but I have never read that book out loud. Okay. She did not inhale. But no, like they <laughs> they had us reading this popcorn reading style no, out loud. Popcorn. <laughs> So, like, white girls are just saying, like, nigga, nigga, nigga. And, like, I had to, like, go to my teacher and be like, hey. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe. (laughs) No, it was hilarious. Because, like, all the black girls in my class came together. They're like, we got to do something about this. (laughs) I I do have a question. Sora Neil wants me to get struck by lightning. I'm sure of it. (laughs) I'm not sure what the implications of me finding this. Uh, a music when they would say when they would read the n-word would they like look over at you nope (laughs) they didn't give a shit they're not looking up they're full of chest they would have discussions and they would be like well you know when she says nigger blah 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 and they're like whoa girl you're not even reading the book like (laughs) wow that's a real real that. no i'm just saying like if i had to sit through that in like fucking 2006 
I think we can teach some kids that it's okay to say fat. You know, like, it's not okay to say nigga, but it is okay to say fat. (laughs) I I think, I feel like, okay, I feel like we were laughing because I literally, just as I was like, no, I never read it out loud. I never said it. The story was that when she was in school, all these white girls said it. That was the funny part. Not that the white girls were saying. That's not funny. No, it was funny. I think think the whole thing was funny. I'm going to hell. I don't care. (laughs) No, it was funny because like, okay, the white girls didn't look up when they said it, but the black girls, all of us, we're sitting in like four corners of the room. So I just looked make sure like she said it again so we started doing tallies and shit like how many times this girl gonna say nigga in this sentence out of context was there (laughs) was there one girl who like she wanted to always get the pop like she wanted to be like i'll read oh i'll take another turn i've been there was one girl sounding out the words she wasn't like take another turn, but she very much like took it like liberally was just like, yeah, well, you know what well, she said, nigga, this blah, 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 blah. And our teachers just sitting there like, yes, yes, this is this is true. Yes, of course. And so I had to come up to him and be like, hey, like, maybe don't say nigga in this class. And he was like, oh, well, what should we do? I'm so sorry. What should we do if we come across this word? And I was like, you know, just don't say it. Uh, I think we can. You you chose this book for us to read. <laughs> <laughs> Not a white guy with no plan. What the fuck? Hey, 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 hey. There's... Not a... Yeah, wow. There's actually no defending this. Okay, let's move on. Um... Speaking of white guys with no plan, this week, uh, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, finally dug himself in a hole just a little too deep. This stupid racist motherfucker uh, was doing, I think, just like a video blog. I couldn't tell. I only saw like a minute long clip, so I can't tell if he was talking to like if this was part of an interview or if he was just doing like a video blog or what. But he was saying like, essentially he called. First of all, he called black Americans a hate group. He was like, he was like, anywhere I go, like black people, they always look at me or whatever. (laughs) It's like, okay, buddy, I think that might be a you problem. Problem. They He's, always give me weird looks when I shout the N word in stores. <laughs> hate group. I'm sorry, that's not funny. I hate group. So he was saying that, like, uh, apparently some poll came out a while ago that said about 50% of black Americans hate white people. And, like, here's the thing I don't know if that's accurate but if it is i feel like it's Fine. a little i feel like it's a little too low like considering the history of this country if it's only 50 percent, that i don't think we deserve that but hell yeah like like when when he said that white people should stay away from black said, people i'm gonna stay away from black people i was like you know what for different reasons, very different reasons, but I actually agree. Like you went so far off course that you ended up, you ended up back on. I do in a, in a lot of cases, white people should stay away from black people, but like for black people's protection, because like every yeah. time, every time white people come around black people, it's not the white people being harmed. It's typically the black people. So yeah. like, yes, we probably should stay away from black people for the, for black people's betterment. I would say, what? uh, yeah, I see where you're going, but I will say his solution is basically like, 
We should just self-segregate. Like, we can all move oh, to no. neighborhoods where there aren't any black people, and then we could be fine. And it's like, hold on a second, Honestly, buddy. though, I agree. And this is a hot take. <laughs> this is a hot take. But I truly, truly, un- I truly, truly believe that if you want to live, like, anybody can live how they want to live. I'm not going to go out of my way and want to be around somebody who doesn't want to be around me. Because, bitch, you don't want to be around me. Why don't I want to be around you? And I feel like if there's a group of white people that only wants to be around white people, you can't have people of color work for you. You can't use things that people of color have invented. Go and live together and see how fucked up your Walmart is. And like nobody's <laughs> like you don't get White Castle. Like you don't get the good shit. You get to just be around each other with your Ronald Reagan statues or whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. You go and you like go to jail shoot each other. Ch- you go to jail if you try and eat at Popeyes. Like, yeah, I get it. You yeah, only get you to- only get to watch Dilbert and that's it. <laughs> you only get to read books with the N-word in them that were written by white people. Yeah, you can only read Huckleberry Finn, and like <laughs> you can only you can only watch. You can't Home drink fair wine. <laughs> you don't get to eat hush puppies. Ooh. You can't go to cookout. Oh so God, yeah, cookout. go ahead, live your live your fucked up life. That sounds terrible. Welcome, welcome to Bria and I accidentally doing a pro segregation <laughs> segment because we both were just like, I was like, yeah, I mean, honestly, white people should stay away. We, we should stay away. But like, I meant it in a way of like, we should just like, like, don't like if you're out somewhere and there are black people there, just don't bother them. Like, leave, leave them alone. That's what I'm. We walk to the other side of the street when we see you. How about that now? Well, the, I right. guess. This story does have a bit of a surprise I don't ending. Bl- I literally don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> the story ha- the story does have a bit of a surprise ending. Um Scott Adams was advocating that white people should segregate themselves from black people, but in doing so, um he actually separated himself from um his comic being printed in any more newspapers. Like a hundred newspapers dropped his comic immediately. And, uh this motherfucker now is uh gonna go broke. And his house that has a pool in the shape of fucking Dilbert, uh he won't be able to afford it anymore, so good and somebody can buy it and then they can take all the water out of the pool and they can paint fucking Dilbert's face brown and (laughs) (laughs) black Black Dilbert is the new black Santa (laughs) we just call him Dilbert (laughs) and just like rebrand have like oh you know those like fucking t-shirts they used to have in the early 2000s like Spongebob and Bugs Bunny but they're like dressed (laughs) It's like Dilbert in those new red boots and fucking like Kanye West. <laughs> they give him a like he starts going by Drillbit instead of Dilbert. <laughs> oh my god! Dilbert, drill rapper from woke. Chicago. <laughs> Check out Dilbert's SoundCloud. Okay, let's move on. Um, Wait, I just I feel like Dilbert. Like I don't know a single motherfucker that likes Dilbert. Honestly. Hey, wait, I, stop! I do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this is very disappointing news pa- for me because I was like, I used to watch the show. Pardon me, I misspoke. I know one motherfucker that likes Dilbert. And <laughs> 
Bria, I guess I'm sorry for your loss then. Wait, I love now knowing that you like like Dilbert. That's so great because actually, um, like what felt like like a, a Dilbert reinvention that you were using to stick it to like to stick it to the Dilbert creator now just feels like this is your like if I could Utopia Dilbert would be this story. <laughs> like now I feel like if I was your mother. Um, this is, if I was Dilbert's mother, uh, he would be black. And so. <laughs> I, well, what I was going to say, I'm sorry. I've now offended upon your love of Dilbert. Uh, oh no, it's okay. He's dead to me now. Uh, yeah, going back to Garfield. I feel, uh, I feel like, you know, I, it's not even something like a lot of people, I, I don't think really thought about, uh, to me, like Dilbert is like, they're like, yeah, we've been publishing it for so long. Like, he's a, he's an all right guy. We could save money by cutting him, but that would be kind of shitty. He's he's okay. We'll let him hang around. And now that he like did something, they're like, finally, we can get rid of this guy. Like, I think. They can are- we all admit something together as a group, as a collective, as human beings? Right? Yeah. Potentially, most cartoonists Maybe. are racist like very problematic people. And so I love animation and I love cartoons and I love comics. Like, and so I just wait at any given point in time in my day to be like that thing you love fucked up person said something terrible. Um, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) all right. I I see what you're saying. Um, as a person who enjoyed like early to mid two thousands emo music, I kind of see where you're coming from. It's like, yeah, okay. All monsters. (laughs) They're all fucking predators. Why was I there crowd surfing at 13 years old? Why was I friends with the fucking singer of cartel on Facebook at 14? Why did I let these dudes in this band stay at my house? Like what? (laughs) Whoops. I have a black mom, so we weren't doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, like these people are terrible. And uh, people with money tend to not be good people. And old people with money tend to be the worst people you've ever fucking met. Like the Peanuts guy, like, like it took Charles him fucking Schultz? all that. It took him all that time to build a, like put a black dude in the fucking comics. And then if you ever watch the Thanksgiving special, that little black boy sitting on the table by himself. Nobody's sitting next to him. They That's gave him a chair up. on the other side of the table. Even Snoopy the dog wouldn't sit next to his black kid. And this man animated this that way. And people watch it every year. And love every it. Time-honored tradition. I, I get triggered. I start watching it because I was like, now all I can see is this little black-ass child sitting here eating jelly beans and popcorn by himself. You hate to see it. Um, see, and if all those white kids had just left that little black child alone, they should have just left him alone. <laughs> if they would have just segregated themselves for real, for real, he wouldn't even yeah. been there in the first place. He wouldn't have, right, he wouldn't have been they, there to feel bad at the table, right? I feel like... I'm not your actually... Ar- your argument yeah, sounded no. bad and then... Bria, you seem to agree with. I've no, I've lost the plot. I don't know what's going on. I will go. I would go sit next to the kid. I That's th- me personally. I, I think would. that what Bria and I are both. I think that what Bria and I are both saying, and and I I shouldn't. I'm not trying to speak over you or like speak on your behalf. But like, I think the common thread in what we're both saying is that like, there there are inarguably white people that hate people of color and don't want to be around them and when those people are around people of color that is when people of color are fucking harmed 
And so like, if that is how you feel, then just stay the fuck, like leave people of color alone. Like stay the fuck away from people of color. Like I'm not saying people of color should go away or that like white people and people of color shouldn't be in shared spaces. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, and I, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah okay. I would never have sex if white people and black people couldn't be in the same space. Oh <laughs> it, I would I'd still be a virgin. Um, but no, I think like, I think racist people should just be allowed to be racist by themselves in an isolated place. But like, if you're going to stay there, fucking stay there. Cause the rest of society is moving on away from this weird shit that you really want to hold on to because you think it's like a form of self-preservation when it in actuality moves against your own better, like your own betterment. And if you feel like that's what you want to do, then bye bitch. Like, right. Like, don't need to have you. You don't need to be around black people doing harm. You don't need to be around people of color doing a, 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 a break room racism uh, while people are just trying to eat their lunch. Just go the fuck somewhere else. Like the thing that you hate doesn't have to go away. You have to go away. It's literally, uh, if you don't like the fact that you live in a country where there's people of color if you don't like it you can leave like shut the fuck up you, like, uh, if you don't like- i came to my show and did that that happened when i was in north carolina like i was in a, i was doing a show and i was the opener and like i did like the first five minutes and apparently like because i have jokes about like interracial dating and stuff like that like that's my shtick and he got up apparently i didn't know this my friend told me after the show he got up when i was doing my time and his girlfriend was like what's wrong he was like i'm not gonna sit here and listen to this bitch talk and was like trying to right i was like god damn (laughs) why i gotta be a bitch but like you know what fine fuck it like if you're not gonna have a good time you get the fuck out because i'm not gonna leave like i've had a guy screaming me a white dude screaming me we were having a debate and it was like very topical and he was like shut up he just started screaming at me to shut up and I was like, what? He was like, yeah, shut up, shut up. If you don't shut up right now, I'm going to leave. And I was like, well, then fucking leave. <laughs> like, what? Like, <laughs> You're not offering a tough decision to make here, pal. <laughs> right. Like, it's just, it's the same way uh, that, uh, like, I think about a lot of, like, if you think abortion is morally wrong, don't have one. If you don't like drag queens, don't go to drag brunch. Like, literally, if you're a hater, just go sequester yourself in Hateville. And leave the rest of us the fuck alone about anything. Because I'm going to fuck white dudes and eat chicken wings. And if you don't like it, then Are you hitting me right now, Bria? Never mind. Let's move on. Should I leave? We are in professional mode right now. I'm at work. Sorry, I just heard white dudes and chicken wings. And I was like, huh? (laughs) Like a Manchurian candidate. I have been activated. Okay, uh, we need to move on. Now, we've been having a lot of fun on this podcast, and unfortunately, that is going to stop right now. Uh, oh. So this week, uh, Tennessee passed its uh, the this country's latest and uh, most f- potentially most frightening anti-drag law. Um, they also passed a law banning gender-affirming care to kids, uh, to under-18 youth. <laughs> Uh, but this this drag law is particularly concerning to me because essentially, like the law, it 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 says that they want to ban all um, adult oriented performances in 
any place that a person under 18 could be present. Now, essentially, like, this law is meant to stop drag shows from happening in places where kids could be there. However, the law is worded <coughs> so vaguely that this could be used it to essentially ban just trans people from existing in public. Like, period. It could ban anybody from dressing up in any way for a pride parade, like whether you're trans, you know, presenting is not, not the gender you were assigned at birth or doing drag or even just like doing something like adult oriented or whatever. Um, like the first charge is a misdemeanor. The second is a fucking felony. And this is like, this could prevent fucking trans comedians from talking about their gender. Like this could literally make it comedy illegal for trans people in this state. Um, I mean, among other things, but like, that's just like, I, I've seen trans comedians talking about that. Like if like all these fucking right wing douchebags, edge Lords, like talk about how, Oh, you can't say anything anymore. None of them are threat facing jail time for telling jokes about themselves, but that is what this new Tennessee law could do. And it is, it is just fucking horrifying that we are seeing more and more of these laws. I think there's like 200 some laws uh, currently in the works across the country in different states. Like it, it's, I don't, this is fucking terrible. We have lowered the age of consent. We have lowered the age of like uh child brides. Like you can have a child bride now. And I think it's really fucking crazy that we live in a country where people want to fight for their right to fuck a child, but like you should not, be who you are around them if they don't like the way it looks. And I think that that's fucking insane. It makes also, me very also 13, the, these same people that want to argue that 13 is an, a, is, is an age at which a, a child, a, a person could be married is an age at which a person can knowingly and understandingly consent to sexual acts. They can do all that, but they can't like a, a child that's, they 13, can't express their gender. They, they don't know enough to know if they're a boy or a girl and giving them these hormones is, it would be irresponsible. It's child abuse, but marrying your fucking child off to a fucking grown up, That's normal. That's normal because at 13, they can, they, they can, figure out that but they don't know if they're wh what they feel about their gender representation we don't want to confuse these kids but like there's fucking rappers and show here there's this rapper named boosie and like mm -hmm. he's uh, i'm not going to go into it but like he has this whole thing where he's very anti-lgbt on a lot of things that he says but like we'll admit to and he admitted to like getting a grown ass woman sex worker to like take yep. his 11 year old, 12 year old son's virginity. and was very proud of it. And it's just like this is rape. So we're going to be pro rape. But like we are afraid that a transgender person might go to the bathroom with our child in, in a public bathroom where they have stalls. And like it's just I just none of this makes any sense, but it's not supposed to make sense. It is just a bunch of old nasty people trying to make the laws adhere to their lifestyle, but don't you dare have a lifestyle that is an alternative to my lifestyle because I'm in charge and this is what I want to see. And I think it's pretty fucked up and it's not going to fare well because let's be real. There are a lot of trans people in the world. There are a lot of trans people in America. There are a lot of trans people who work for the country, for the government and in like cybersecurity networks and all that. There, there's going to come, like, they're already fed up, but there's going to come a point where, like, 
they're going to make it so it's really going to hurt you like to not have them and it like I, I, I personally feel like we as a society anytime you are making laws or anytime you are making statements in which you want to be divisive you are working against your own like benefit and that is a mental illness like because that just does not make sense to me like why like that just it makes no sense it makes me very angry because it just does not make it does not compute i don't understand there was a there was a really good twitter thread that i read a few days ago and i'll go and share it from the worst week yet account um if you want to read it uh where basically this uh this post was saying like like a hundred percent of this anti-trans fucking like uh backlash and all these laws and all this bullshit this is all just fucking people getting like their gut reaction to seeing a trans person is this like ick feeling and then doing all this shit to work backwards from there to justify it using other like religious or moral or whatever logic because they don't want to admit that like they just got like a little freaked out and like they don't because like nobody wants to be like oh i as a person am just like uh not that tolerant so they can't fucking say that so they have to pretend like it's this fucking moral crusade that like this is destroying the country they don't want they they don't want people to like live and let live. They want to not be confronted with a world that has anything in that that makes them realize that they aren't a good person. Like that they are do actually care want the government to enforce what other people do. They don't they don't want to confront that like just get it out of my field of vision. I you know, bury it in the sand or whatever. It and it's all just stems back to this like this fucking gut reaction of you being a little icked out that you saw a guy like a a a a a, a, a in your mind what you're thinking is a guy in a dress. Like that's that's all that this is is that like your fucking reaction that like this stupid primal shit that's like you know, just fucking confront that. Just like for one second, just be like, is this person actually hurting me? No, it's, they're not doing it. They're just a fucking person. Like just get, move along with your day. I don't know. And in the meantime, <laughs> you okay. Did you yeah. both just cough at the same time? No, I was about to say something, but then Deanna I coughed, coughed and I was like, Oh, I went to mommy. And I was like, Oh no. Baby. Yeah. And then <laughs> since we're friends, Bria was just like, Oh, is my friend. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> no, I just feel like some of it, I'm a, I'm a, look, I don't care. This is not my podcast. I'll, I'll be a weirdo. I feel like some of it is self-hatred. Like, I feel like sometimes people see people being themselves and because they don't have the courage to be themselves, they want oh, yeah. to beat down somebody who has something that they don't have. And that is the courage to just be me and not worry about what other people think because a lot of politicians are their whole lives is to put themselves in a box to be liked so they can win popularity contests so they can make decisions. And a lot of them, like you, like for years there's scandals of like this guy got his dick sucked by another dude in the bathroom, even though he's anti-gay. Like it's just like, because a lot of you guys are really just closeted trans people, closeted gay people, closeted pan people, closeted non-binary people, but you put on these fucking weird suits and you go out here and you want to be with all the other suit people so you can impress the suit people and then make decisions with each other. But the decisions that you make, you're like abusing your power to like strike down the people who have the courage to just be. 
alive, which is very hard to do to just be yourself comfortably and live like is really fucking hard. And like those people, they make the money, but they don't have the courage to just live in their truth. And so they're going to make you suffer for doing so. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's present in so many things that's present in like the ways that like it's also present in this like trad wife thing it's like sorry you didn't want to go and like you didn't like sorry that you don't feel right about yourself to go and put your ass on the internet I'm sorry that that's how you feel about yourself my ass is on the internet I think that's just fucking fine but like don't be mad at me like I'm not mad at you that you're wearing a fucking poodle skirt and setting your hair so like don't be mad that my tattoo my tattooed butthole is available for ten dollars a month like <laughs> fuck you wait you're ten dollars a month I need to raise my subscription I want to ask you something um because I almost tweeted this the other day but then I was like I know enough to know that I might have a bit of a blind spot if this is slightly misogynistic. So I'm just going to say it. And if I'm, if I am in the wrong, I know I trust both of you enough to yell at me. And uh, make it so, funny. So the thing I've been seeing these trad wife videos, like getting posted a lot. We're like, it's, it's like, you know, girls like all done up and like wearing, like, you know, has her hair curled and it's like very put together and is doing these like household chores, like talking about how much she loves doing this. And my whole thing is, is that like, if you're so fulfilled by doing chores, why is it that you are also spending hours every day pretending you're the star of a TV show about doing chores? Like you're not, I think that they're actually more fulfilled by playing this character than by actually doing it. So I was just about to say that either way, whether, whether it's the OnlyFans cuties or the trad wife nuns, whatever, like Unfortunately, the majority of it is all a show that's being put on for the fucking male gaze. The difference is I'm collecting money. Exactly. You're, just, you're what are you doing? I'm Making lunches and shit on TikTok for the fucking free. And the thing is, free. I can take pictures of my butthole and make a good lunch because I am a bisexual. And so <laughs> Same. I do it all. <laughs> but no, I just feel like it's like, I don't know. It's fucked up because like it's all patriarchal, like under patriarchal society, I am able to sell pictures of my butt and like make money from it because men have put the value on ass and it's not my fault that men have set the value of ass very high. However, there are dudes who don't want to play in the ass market and that's totally fine. They want to watch trad wife pick me fucking propaganda but like girl there's definitely dudes jerking off to your wholesome videos they're just doing it for the free like right like you're not you're not like you're also you're doing that for male validation and you're like <clears throat> casting accusations at like at not even just sex workers, just women doing whatever the fuck other thing they want. And here's the thing. Like I truly am a feminist. I, you should do women do, should do whatever the fuck they want. Do what you want to do. do. Uh, but like, I don't have a TikTok channel talking shit on your ass for like bacon pie. Yeah, that's that was exactly. my whole thing. And again, like, I don't know how much of this is like, as a man, I should just stay in my lane. But like, it's, it's not like, the fact that you have this whole TikTok persona, like you're not 
you you wouldn't be happy to be fucking scrubbing all these dishes and making in like your whole life revolving around this if you were just doing this and not showing it off like you i, I don't know I, again like i didn't i was like i typed it out like twice and i was like i don't know i should probably just shut up but yeah, um, i'm glad you said something yeah no. you know, it's but, just yeah, important it's it's literally, it's just, you're selling, you are still selling yourself. It's just like for a different audience of, of men and a like, different price. Yeah. Like I, I just, that's, that's what's unfortunate about all of it. And the other thing that's unfortunate about it is like, I don't think I ever saw a single sex worker, like making fun of like it, it, people that like, don't don't do sex work like I, I don't even know how to fucking quantify like I never like I, I don't even know what group of people like y- they named themselves there's two kind of people in this world <laughs> you're, like, you're like there's two kinds of women on the internet and I jerk off to both of them um, exactly <laughs> um no but like like sex workers didn't antagonize like the majority of sex workers especially in the digital field and I'm certainly like I certainly do not people that are um deeply entrenched in like survival sex work and are in in dangerous situations I'm certainly not saying that those people are like happy with their choices but like uh, Many of the sex workers that I know feel happy and comfortable with their choices. And that choice is made public online because that is where we do business. But I feel like the trad wives are not happy with their choice and they are trying to validate their choice by attacking another group of people. And I think that that goes for like any of that, like evangelical, the right wing, the, like you said, the like people that are uh, like in their closet, but then like being actively homophobic. Like these are just people that are trying to validate what they chose by like taking it into public theater. Mm -hmm. And, and like, that's that's the unfortunate part, but it also goes back to what we were saying before about like if you don't like something, leave them leave them alone. Like if you because like- trad wives will be the number one bitches on Lex, ready to like match with people and like fuck them in a minivan full of fucking like crushed goldfish and like fucking strollers and car seats. Right. And it's what, like what, girl- is, what is Lex? Can I send me a link? Um- right, but, like, <laughs> it's that same thing we were saying before. Like if you hate something, just leave those people alone. Like just leave sex workers alone. Yeah, just leave us alone. We're not bothering you. Just. Just and also, uh, just to circle back and wrap this up in a boat, uh, d- just leave trans people alone. Right. Uh, d- what leave the fuck? people alone. Mind, mind your business. If, you, if it's not your business, just mind your own business. You know mind the business that pays you. As Childish Gambino once said, don't be mad because I'm doing me better than you're doing you. And I feel like it's all, that's the bow. I don't know who that is, but you shouldn't just be calling people childish. All right, we've got a few stories here before we wrap this up. Don't talk about Gambinos, okay? Italians aren't your people. No, we're not going to say Gambino. He's just childish. Because I feel like if you say childish Gambino, then it makes Gambinos feel unappreciated. I am the beanie. I speak for the Gambinos. The woke, know. the woke mob wants to uh, wants him to be addressed as um, age deficient Gambino. You know what? Uh, I don't want to be not quite adult Gambino. It is not in uh, progress Gambino. Age of age <laughs> below the age of consent we're Gambino. Doing, we're doing age of 
Gambino discourse. Let's fucking okay. We <laughs> no, got- we're not. I want to do. I want to do. It's not the. It's not the woke mob. It's the woke organized crime family. Okay. You fucking would. Okay. All right, we're all gonna meet at the Black Dilbert house, and we're gonna talk about this. Okay. Diana, how did meet me at the Black Dilbert pool at midnight? (laughs) You're trying to make the term "woke mob" be more woke. Woke. (laughs) Yes. You can always be more woke. You just have to keep getting more woke than the wokest person you know until you get to meet the woke. Mob, mob boss. Fuck. Um, Enormously woke. I like that. Well, yeah. I do know something about spiraling inwards. Okay, we've got a couple stories here. None of these are that uh that big, but I do want to wrap up here. Um, first of all, the United States is being fucking invaded. Did you know about this? You do know about this. You sent me the story. So this this time, the United States is being overrun. Our very sanctity as a nation is being threatened to to be left in rubble. I can I can barely talk. What's going on? This time, (laughs) President Biden, would you like to take that from the top? (laughs) This time, the culprit is Canadian super pigs. That's right. A result of crossbreeding between domesticated pigs and wild boars has Ooh, led, no. has led to like these like indestructible pigs that are first of all like more intelligent than either one of those animals alone when you combine them they get smarter and they're like they're <laughs> That's impos- the opposite of breeding humans. Holy shit. <laughs> And they're like impossible to kill. They, if you put them out in the snow, they can bury themselves in it to stay warm. They can chew through like anything. They're they'll kill any animal they come across, and uh, they're like slowly being found like further and further south across the Canadian border. And so, I, what I think. I, they're wild. They're out in the wild. Here's what I I will say. This this might not be popular, but I feel like I feel like we should build the wall. Yeah. You know what I feel like, too, though? I feel like Canada... We need to keep the Canadian super pigs out. And there's only I, I one way to do it. I thought you were about to say you feel like they should keep them so they could kill you. I don't know why. I thought you were about to go mm-hmm. in a very different direction. I, think... I do not blame you for anticipating me doing a suicide joke. You're, you're not wrong. You're... <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that the Canadians were like, you know what? Americans... Americans, they really just, any American could be killed by pigs any fucking day. And they were like, we wish Canadians could be killed by pigs. Unfortunately, we aren't as violent as the Americans, so our police just aren't really going to get into it like that. So we're going to have to use actual pigs. Just make better bacon. Like, I don't understand. Like, if you would just cut, like, make better bacon, and then you would Maybe that's have to what they were trying pig. to do. Look, if you bring the McRib back, McDonald's, I will take care of the pig problem personally. But not the super pig problem because you can't kill them. Like I will I, figure out a way. <laughs> I want to see a, a cage match between uh, a, an American a police force and uh, wild Canadian super pigs. Is it? I want super pig versus cocaine bear easily. Want to see? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Great call, Bria. Um, Okay, a couple more stories here. Uh, First of all, just an update on... um, (laughs) We told told the story last year that Lauren Boebert, uh, the congresswoman out of Colorado, her restaurant, Shooter's Bar and Grill. Do you know about this place, Bria? No. So before she was a congressperson, she 
owned a restaurant where the staff was encouraged to open carry. That was like the shtick of this, this restaurant is that the waitresses would just walk around with a gun strapped to their hip and it's called shooters bar and grill. Um, also apparently one time she catered an event or the restaurant catered an event that gave like 40 people food poisoning and they were shitting all over the place. Just a fun little tidbit. Shitting like a batch of super pigs. So, uh, last year, (laughs) She still retained ownership of the restaurant after she made it to Congress. But last year, the the landlord of the building just was like, I'm not going to renew your lease. Like, <laughs> like she, Amazing. She'd still been making payments. Like she, the, she hadn't like stopped paying rent or anything. The, the person who owned the building was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want chins here. Um, so the update anyways, to the story is that uh, a new restaurant has moved into the location and much to what I imagine is Lauren Boebert's dismay, it is a Mexican restaurant. Great. <laughs> the news imitates life. It should be called Pistolas. I think it's called Tapatillos, which I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um, but I think, yeah, you know, it's very funny that, like... It, She's probably so fucking mad. She's probably so fucking mad that they, oh, they took my restaurant away and gave it to somebody that's going to sell Mexican food. Okay, but like shooters also could have been cool. It could have been like pool tables and darts and topless dancers. Like shooters could have been cool. I don't know. When you put pool and men in the same room, they're not going to pay attention to topless dancers. Pool is always going to win. Yeah. Um, But but just... Then it's why are we taking guns to work? Honestly, as a service industry worker, I would have fucking loved to work there because it's just like, oh, no tip. All right, here we fucking go. I'm about to unconceal this carry. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I would have great tips if I worked at shooters. Like, I just can't. I just can't imagine honestly also like i am the clumsiest motherfucker (laughs) like i waited tables for like i don't know 15 years and i i was always dropping there's a video on youtube somewhere of me like in the first restaurant i ever worked in absolutely turning over one of those like not a little tray but like a huge tray there were like six waters and like eight dinner salads on it. Like just something absurd. Right. Like I cannot imagine adding a gun to that. I cannot imagine adding a gun to that. I on, the tray. Just on the tray. <laughs> That's literally an episode of King of the Hill. Like where, I'm like, carrying the gun in my free hand. Itself. Yeah. She's like, she's carrying a gun. She's carrying nachos and shit. She's trying to open up a fucking dumpster door and shoots herself. <laughs> Would be me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So our final story for this week. Um, <laughs> so we haven't done a COVID update in quite some time, ever since uh, Joe Biden defeated the virus um, or it never existed at all. I can't remember. But anyways, this week, uh, I just wanted to end with a story about one of the editors of Breitbart.com was on Howard Stern's show. And of course. <laughs> He was telling Howard Stern that he has a theory that the Democrats manipulated Republicans into being anti-vaccination so that more of them would die of COVID. (laughs) I have a quote. I have a quote. This is what this fucking dude, uh, his name is John Nolte. He said this word for word. No one wants to cave to Fauci or any of the liberal scumbags on CNN, so we don't. 
And what's the result? They're all vaccinated and we're not. End quote. <laughs> it has been about three years since the start of the pandemic. And we have gone from it's not real to they're trying to fucking put a microchip in you to hydroxychloroquine to all this fucking fake or anti-science, anti-narrative stuff. It's gone all the way around to actually the Democrats tricked us into not getting vaccinated. What about when they were like, you can't come to this place if you're not vaccinated or everybody get vaccinated or like (laughs) the multiple states that had literal like giveaways where they were giving away like lottery tickets and money and cash and fucking PlayStation fives because they wanted to get people vaccinated. And then people were still like, it's all part of the illusion. God. (laughs) So we are all supposed to forget like the news for the last three years and Fox news telling people like, and Alex Jones, like, they're making you gay and the frogs gay. <laughs> like, all this shit. We're supposed to pretend like that didn't happen. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> okay. But that goes- Rob Schneider out here being an anti-vaxxer, that, like, he's not a Democrat, you know? like. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Rob Schneider should get vaccinated either, but that's... Never mind. He agrees. Uh, <laughs> that goes, just him, though. Just him. That goes back to that notion, though, of like people can't admit that, like, maybe they're not as good of a person than they thought. I also feel like people can't admit that they like bet on the wrong horse, that they like followed the wrong leader, that like the person, they can't just be like, Yes, I listened to that person and it turns out that they were a shitty person with shitty ideas and they told me to do the wrong thing and I wish I had had not listened. Uh, They're just like, yeah, no, if the person that I believe is the person to follow was, was, they weren't wrong, they were tricked. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, But also we saw that, like, I feel like that happened a lot with, with healthcare as well. Like people who vote, voted Republican and were like, no free health care who were actually uh, benefiting from the Affordable Care Act. You know, like they've essentially voted the Affordable Care Act out. And then when it impacted their health insurance, they were just like, the Democrats did this. Like, uh, they're running around Walmart with no masks on and shit. And then everybody got COVID. And it's just like, okay, these two things are not connected at all. Not at all. Yeah. I feel like there's no way to prove it, but you know, I, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I was One of my favorite things to do is whenever I find a new podcast that I like, I go back and listen to, like, the episodes that they did from, like, February to April of 2020 just to hear, like, oh. I, it's so interesting hearing, like, traveling back to that period of time and hearing new people experience this, like, the slow realization that everything was happening and until it was like all at once it's like oh the whole world changed it's so interesting to like listen to that now um i forgot why i brought this up bria it has been great having you on the show uh i completely lost my train of thought thank you again no i think what you were about to say was thank you i just feel like what you were probably about to say and i could be wrong but i think this is where you're going was if everybody would have gotten vaccinated in 2020 there would have been no january 26 i mean january 6 2021 because they would have been vaccinated and none of these problems would have happened and the pandemic would have been cured and everybody would be happy and we'd all be sex workers and there'd be no trad tiktoks and we'd just be happier i feel like i would go even a step further we wouldn't all be sex workers we would all be sex 
sex leisurers. We we're going to get rid of money, but we're going to keep the are sex. Are you trying to say that if that if we had that if COVID had not ever happened, you would be getting laid? Deanna, fuck you. But also, thank you for joining us. <laughs> it's good to podcast with you. Uh, oh, wait. Hey, Bria, where would you like folks to find you and follow you and all that stuff? Oh, okay. Well, follow me on Twitter uh, at Miss Momo Monko, which is also my OnlyFans name. You can follow me on that because um, somebody just bought me a butt plug and it may or may Hell not make yeah. it. yeah. Um, and then also you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Bria Badu Comedy, where I post funny stuff on my stories and also just my tweets. I will I will screenshot them and I put them on there too. So follow me on one or the other. I don't care. I will. Uh, I will say on all three platforms. Highly recommend. Uh, Deanna, what do you <laughs> have to plug? Uh, you. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at DDDDeanna. That's four D's, E-A-N-N-A. You can not follow me on OnlyFans unless you happen to find my secret account on accident. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, don't verify me. See you later. Uh, great, <laughs> great, great. You can find me at Andrew Hillary US. You can find the show at Worst Week Yet. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash worst week yet. And more important than all that, tune in again next week for more bad news. Bad news.